Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. 877-867-1670. Talked a lot of bucks the first hour of the program. Brewers getting a win yesterday. Corbin Burns going five and a third and then leaving with the, uh, the left pectoral strain. He left with a pectoral strain. Uh, but they get the win seven to three, and uh, you know, which you know, then you've got uh, Winker who was out with an oblique soreness. He should be back today, though. That's good news. Uh, like I had mentioned, you got the Admirals. Uh, they are uh, getting ready to take on the Manitoba Moose, and out of thirty-two teams in the AHL, the Admirals were seventh best when it came to uh, points, and they were uh, they were second or third in wins, I think, something like that. Uh, and they're a team that's hopefully, knock on wood, heading towards a, uh, a run at a Calder Cup. So they get underway coming up on Friday. you got a lot of postseason stuff happening. In the meantime, like I said, the Brewers continue on. And the Brewers, uh, or the uh, Bucks, excuse me, uh, back at it again tomorrow night down at the Fiserv Forum. And when we talked about leadership a little bit earlier, where is it going to kind of come from? Um, you know, obviously you look at, you know, Middleton and Holiday. Okay, that's the easy answer. But then you got to look at, say, the matchups and how they're going to be kind of either countered or created by Coach Bud, probably more so than anything. If you don't have Giannis on the floor, what is he going to do to manipulate the lineup against what Spolster and company does with the Miami Heat? So we've got all of that going on as well. 877-867-1670. Uh, let's get back uh, real quick. I'll, I'll go to the phone calls, and then I want to talk some Brewers baseball too. Court listening to us in Whitewater. Court, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, Big Unit. Thanks for taking my call. The one comment I wanted to make is, as far as uh, matchups, if Giannis plays and if they continue to put out of aisle on him, that means they're putting stress on Lopez, and they've got to post Lopez up. I mean, he's got six to seven inches on him. Mm-hmm. They've got to take advantage of that situation, and they've got to get the ball down low. And I would think Giannis is smart enough that he would be willing to stand out there, grab that ball, and drop it down into Lopez for an easy bucket. I would, it would, that would just makes sense, in my opinion. Right. Right. No, I would agree with that. Uh, he's Like you said, he's got five or six inches on stress. Appreciate the phone call. And Adebayo, what they do with Adebayo is just, you know, like everybody else has done. They're going to try to build a wall. They're going to bring Vincent down. They're going to bring Butler over. They're going to bring Hero in. They're going to bring Struss in. Anybody and everybody that they can bring to stand in front of Giannis and kind of collapse around him or at least drag on him. If You're right. If he can get the ball down to Lopez and Lopez can start pounding it on the inside, they've got – the height advantage over the Miami Heat pretty drastically overall roster-wise. Uh, it's just a matter of being able to say, okay, let's execute this rather than this. And if Giannis is not 100% and doesn't want to go in and take the pounding, now he may have to just kind of keep him honest. But if he's if he's not 100% and can't really take the pounding, you go in a couple of times, you keep him honest, but you're right. After that, you can dump the ball off, dump it off to Lopez. A couple of pick and rolls. Use Bobby Portis. Get uh, Drew Holiday or company out and around Lopez a couple of times. You saw that happen numerous times to success the other day. And then they just they didn't do it really anymore. It became a lot, like we talked about earlier, and somebody said on the live stream, it became a lot of one-on-one basketball. You know, a lot of dribble drive, and every now and then you get a guy that would come over and kind of give you a half a screen and, and then a roll off. And then, you know, after that, there was really no no subsequent pass. It was just a lot of dribbling, driving, penetrating, or, you know, spot-up jumpers that were always contested and weren't falling. So uh, I would agree with that. 
877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Um, Ben, give me your assertion on, because I saw, you know, when they were in San Diego and Kristen Yelich goes yard, everybody came out of the woodwork. Yelich had a pretty solid game, don't get me wrong, and came out of the work. Here we go. This is going to be the run. And then it falls back again. This is what he does continuously. It becomes a yo-yo. Sitting at, I think, 217 or something like that right now, average-wise. Give me your thoughts on Christian Yelich. And we're now three weeks through this season. 214, actually. Four weeks through the season. Or 214? Even worse than what I thought. Okay, thank you very much. Um, I don't know. I mean, it hasn't been good. I can confidently say that. We're still in the neighborhood when one game, whether it's amazing or terrible, drastically affects the average. Like after Friday, he goes two for five with that homer in San Diego. The average was up to 241, and the OPS was up above 700. I'm not going to say he's playing well, but I'll revert back to what I said a couple weeks ago. When this team, again, seven runs against a, a pretty good Mariners team, albeit not their best starter, but when the team is still hitting and the team is still winning games and the team is still performing, I'm not going to harp on Yelich as the biggest story. He's definitely underwhelmed so far, but we'll see. There's a long season to go. Mm-hmm. He's got um, six of 31 in the last seven days. He's got a single or a, a double and a home run, three RBIs, 10 strikeouts, and uh, and three walks. That's it. it. You know, like I said, he goes in waves. Um, and I, it's tough because you keep waiting for him to, to break out of this. And I, I, I've said this before, and I, I hate to be the bucket of cold water on all the, uh, the, the optimistic Christian Yelich jersey-wearing people. Uh, but there, there's just – there's – the, the consistency, I mean, I, I the only thing consistent about Christian Yelich is that he strikes out a lot. He he looks at good pitches, swings awkwardly at pitches. He looks like he's guessing. Um, every now and then he'll connect. We know that. But there's the, the only, I, I was, it was, it was funny because over the weekend I was at, uh, um, Kristen's son had a, a baseball tournament, so I was at the baseball park quite a bit. You're sitting around, you're talking to people and some other coaches and such, and we started talking about consistency. And one of the one of the guys said, you know, I kept saying I was waiting for the consistency out of Christian Yelich, and they said there is consistency. So I'm, I'm stealing his line. I apologize. But he said the consistency is he strikes out. He consistently strikes out at least once or twice a game. That's the only thing that's consistent about him, and he'll do it awkwardly. So I don't know what to, to make because, you know, Christian Yelich was was one of the most dangerous hitters in baseball. You couldn't throw the pitch anywhere without him getting a piece of it, whether it was stepping, stepping out into it and driving it the opposite way, whether it was dropping the foot and pulling the ball down the line straight up, you know, like he was hitting off a tee, driving it up the middle, driving it into the gap. He was spraying the ball all over the ball, all ballpark. Um, what I saw in San Diego was he pulled one, 
which was impressive because I thought, okay, that's kind of Christian Yelich. And I thought maybe, maybe he's just, maybe he's got it. Or he guessed right, one of the two. Because the other two hits that he had, those were excuse me swings. He hit it hard, but he was way late on the baseball. It was like he was fooled. Like he just didn't, like the bat was just dragging through the strike zone, and it happened to connect with a baseball. It was a 93-mile, it wasn't like it was a 99-mile-an-hour fastball or 102. It was a 93-mile-an-hour fastball. That was an excuse-me base knock that went for a double down the left field line because he just couldn't get the bat through the through the strike zone. So I don't know what to make of Christian Yelich other than to say I don't think he's ever coming back. And by that I mean what he was when he was batting 324 and 40-plus home runs and such. I, I think the aspiration at this point is give us 265, 270, you know, 20 home runs, 25 home runs, get on base, cut down on the strikeouts, take more walks, and and call it a day. Because what you're paying for and what you're getting, you're you, you, Ben, is the contract now for what baseball is today and what players are being paid, it, he's – He's still being overpaid, but he took less money with big numbers to stay in Milwaukee for a longer period of time than he did to, say, go to the open market. Because, God forbid, he goes to the open market, gets a $300 million contract, and puts up these kind of numbers. It, it, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Like, did he know something? Like, did was there something indicative to say, you know what, I'm going to give the hometown discount because – there's no way I'm going to be able to keep this up. You know what I mean? Because the last time we saw a hometown discount was Ryan Braun. And then I, I hate to bring it up but because it's beating a dead horse. But then you got, okay, what, what, a, what a great deal. He gives you the hometown discount. You know, and it wasn't by a lot, but it was by some, you know, compared to maybe what the open market might have bared. And then all of a sudden, oh, by the way, there's the gummy issue. You know, there's the PED issue. Now, Christian Yelich has never tested positive for anything. I will, I will say that. But you wonder why he took such a, a, a lesser deal and a long-term deal to stay here. And then, damn it, it was right after he signed that deal, the numbers went went flat. They were, they were flatline dead. And it wasn't like by a little. It's by a lot. By a lot. And you can't help but go, did he see something coming? where he was signing the deal going, thank God I'm signing this deal right now, or I wouldn't be getting this kind of money. Because had they waited one more year, th- that that deal's off. He's not coming back from that, that knee issue, the ball breaking the kneecap. Just one year, one year might have saved him $50 bucks. Who knows? You know what I mean? Because he hasn't been the same since. Since the day he put ink to paper. I would say he hasn't been the same since the day he got injured, which kind of go hand in hand, Correct. but it's the question of what what's the cause and effect there. I'm not going to say it's because right. he signed a long-term contract knowing that poor days were ahead. I think he just has not been the same since he got hurt, which happened to line up. Right. Uh, this is something that we don't really talk about. You know the whole Bobby Bonilla thing, how he still gets paid a million dollars from the Mets every year? Right. You know Christian Yelich is going to be getting paid $2.3 million until 2042? Yep. I don't think people realize that either. 
there's a, a 12 year, $28 million deferred part of the contract from 31 to, to mm-hmm. 42. So that'll be, that'll be something, that'll be an anniversary yeah. to bring up. But I don't know. It's like, well, that's like, go ahead. It, it, it sucks. It sucks. He's not playing well, but I'll go back to the fact that if the team was really struggling and the team couldn't hit, then this would be the focus of everything. But they're playing phenomenal baseball, and they have new young guys that, I mean, you hope can take the mantle from what we wanted Yelich to be going forward. So I I think it overshadows the struggles he's having, which could be a good thing. It could relieve the pressure. He could be a guy that doesn't look at himself and think, okay, this offense will only work if I'm hitting. Now it's I'm surrounded by a lot of talent and young talent, and I can kind of let loose. So hopefully as the season goes along, that's a positive effect. I When I look at the Christian Yelich, people want to know if he's batting leadoff. So, of course, his numbers are going to go down. No, no, he's batting leadoff because his numbers went down. You're putting the cart before the horse. He's batting leadoff. If he was still Christian Yelich, he'd be still sitting in the third or fourth hole. He's not a dangerous hitter anymore. Now they just put him up there with no pressure. You're the first guy of the inning. You're the first at bat. You know, granted, leadoff, hitting leadoff, you only hit leadoff really once a game. But unless the numbers work out that way somewhere along the line. But with Christian Yelich, no. He's batting leadoff because his numbers have dropped. He is one of the higher-paid leadoff hitters in all of baseball, <laughs> without a doubt. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Matthew says the fact that he's batting leadoff part of the problem. No, it's it's leadoff is – batting leadoff is an indicator of the problem because he's not giving you the power numbers. He's not protecting anybody. They need him. They need him to be protected. Uh, Wolfman says Yelich is the fourth fourth highest paid outfielder, paid similarly to the likes of Harper and Chris Bryant. That's that's just a pain when you think about it. Well, the Chris Bryant thing is not working out great either, for the record. No, I know that. Well, I mean, look, you know, uh, there was Bellinger, who was between him and Bellinger, they were racing neck and neck for the MVP, and they both fell off at almost the exact same time. And just drop like a stone. Bellinger has never been the same since either. It just, in baseball, you see, you can have a down year. And then you can bounce back. You know, if you have a monster year, one year, a monster one year. And then, yeah, kind of dip off a little bit or you go back to your average. But usually, then you'll fall somewhere in between, you know. You can have a really bad year and then you'll bounce back. And you come back from that year, and you get back to where the back of your baseball card usually is. Christian Yelich was putting up back-to-back-to-back years of these monster numbers of this unbelievable run at the plate. And it wasn't like it was a fluke because it was something that was sustained. And then the knee injury, the kneecap, which explains maybe a hitch in your giddy-up and your swing or whatever, Maybe a, a little bit of a lack of power. I don't know. I don't know what the how how to, to to describe it, but that does not account for just bad pitch selection, swinging at breaking balls down and in at your feet, being completely fooled by pitches. 
It's like that suddenly the book come out on Christian Yelich and all the teams around the National League say, hey, we figured out how to pitch this guy. Because then you got to ask yourself, look, Bellinger was the same guy. Bellinger and he, he were neck and neck and battling back and forth. And Bellinger, man, was hitting the hell out of the baseball out in L.A. And then he dropped off too. So is it something just similar that the league got a book on him and they have not been able to adjust ever since? Or was there something else going on? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy one. Hit us up. Hey, some really, really, really good news when we come back. Some really good news when we come back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over at the Social House H A U S and uh, on Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. Stopped over there on Sunday. As a matter of fact, uh, Kristen and I uh, we took her son and we went over there and had some breakfast and uh, just hung out for a little bit. Had a great time. And I uh, watched some of the games that were on television and just enjoyed ourselves after uh, sitting out on Sunday morning in a blowing, misty, rainy condition as the baseball games were being played. But uh, I had a great time. And Social House, always a fun place to go. It's packed, too. It's packed. Good to see them that crowded on a Sunday when the weather outside was pretty miserable. But uh, if you want to head over there and check out the games, get some music in the afternoon on a Sunday, or you just want to go in and see a familiar face and have a wonderful time, that's the Social House, H-A-U-S, on West Lisbon Road, Monomonee Falls. Just stop in and tell them we sent you. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Friends over at Kemp's in beautiful Cedarburg, Wisconsin, looking for people to join their production and cooler distribution teams. And they are also hiring Class A CDL drivers right now. So, again, they're looking for some production people, cooler employees, maintenance technicians, and Class A CDL drivers right now. Hourly pay, 23 bucks plus plus per hour. New sign-on bonuses being offered as well for uh, many positions. And they, uh, they're a good company. They've been around a long time, since 1914. The Kemp's family's been throwing the dairy products at you for a long time. And if you uh, want to check out a career, a new career, transfer your career, or maybe just take a job for the first time, go to Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com. That is Kemp's.com. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see the term careers, the word careers. Click on it, and you fill everything out. They're interviewing right now. So, again, check out Kemp's.com, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com, and click on the word careers at the bottom of the page. You can be good to go. It's that simple. Good stuff. Um, the, uh, the good news today, by the way, just in case you did not see it, uh, remember DeMar Hamlin from the Buffalo Bills, the Bills safety, who had the uh, cardiac, cardiac arrest on uh, Paul Brown Stadium's field on that Monday night game between the Bills and Cincinnati. Believe it or not, he has been fully cleared to return to play football. I, that's amazing. That's amazing. I never thought he'd been. Did you ever think he'd play football again? No, I did not. So were you? I didn't think they'd ever allow, go ahead. Are you telling me it's not a clone? It's not a clone. <laughs> it's, it's, people are idiots, man. They really are. Um, the uh, 
I, I just I couldn't believe Brandon Bean, the uh, the Bills general manager, said that Hamlin visited with three different specialists, and um, they all were in agreement that he could fully return to playing football. No problem. What happened to him was a one in a million. Obviously, he'll wear, um, you know, a, a little bit longer shoulder pad to the front to protect that area a little bit more. But, you know, Hamlin spent time, they said, in Washington, D.C., and they were helping promote bipartisan leg- legislation for AEDs and all that kind of stuff, which are the uh, defibrillation units, um, and, and doing a lot of health things. But he just wants to come back and play football. That's all he's been focused on is getting himself back together and being able to play football. And now all three specialists uh, have said, yeah, he's good to go. What happened to him is an oddity. It's a one-in-a-million shot. Um, and that, you know, with some added protection, he's he's good to go. Now the question is, will the Buffalo Bills go ahead and be the team to take the chance on him? You know, because every time he gets hit for the first two months of football, people are going to gasp, you know, but – I, you know, I, I guess I'm trying to put myself in his shoes, and you can't, but you've got an invincibility when you're younger. Ben, if you're sitting there, how old are you, 24, 25? 24. 24. 24 years of age. Now, you're kind of a different specimen when it comes to being beat up, but if you're playing in the NFL, you went down with something like this, and your doc, and all you, all you would want to do is get back and play again, right? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, with I, we've learned a lot about his story when that did happen to him last year. I think you want to get out there to prove that you still can, and then let alone what else, everything else is kind of icing on the cake. Right. But I wonder about I a mental block that might be there, where it's always going to be in the back right. of your mind, where if you're a, I don't mm-hmm. know, if you tear your ACL and, and you're a running back, for instance, and then every time you cut off that knee for the first couple of weeks, I'm sure it's in the back of your mind of that feeling when it blew out. You know what I mean? Right. That's what I'm thinking. The first couple of hits, yeah. You know, the first time, he, as a safety, he comes up in the middle and he takes a running back who lowers his helmet. You know what I mean? Are you, are you going full bore? Are you bringing that guy down, wrapping him up? Or are you kind of moving to the side, not taking the brunt of that force and – and instead of stymieing a guy and making it your will against his, are you letting him go and just hanging on? You know, that type of thing. Um, that's a good question. Whether or not you can get past the mentality of it. Because, I mean, this guy was not only – not only did he have a couple of cardiac arrests, but he was then on a breathing tube. And, and they were basically sustaining him for a period of time. And you remember all of that, not as not as much as you might think. I had a friend of mine that was was in ICU for a, about two weeks and doesn't remember a whole lot of it, um, because you're kind of sedated at the time, back and forth. So you don't you tend not to remember it. You, you just wonder how much of that he'll remember, and if that, like you said, becomes somewhat of a mental block. But the bottom line is the good news: he's healthy enough, proclaimed healthy enough by, you know, the, the doctors to say, yeah, he can go ahead and go back to playing football. That's just, that just, that's just amazing. It's amazing. Then again, he's an unbelievably fit 24-year-old guy who's an NFL football player, and 
that's where he, that's what he wants to do. That's what his his goal was to be able to come back and and play football again. So I all the credit in the world, all the credit in the world. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Louie listening to us in Eau Claire. Louie, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, unit. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, getting back to first of all, great news on on Hamlin there. Um, when it comes to Yelich, it's kind of a it's kind of a mystery because all in that same off season uh, between when he broke his, his kneecap and then signed the extension at the beginning of 2020. Um, so he had he, he had the injury, and then also if you remember late uh, late in the fall that year, you Darvish had accused uh, had accused Yelich of, of sign stealing. And if you remember when the Astros thing was coming out, the Brewers were one of the teams that kind of got thrown in there. Maybe not to the same extent as the Astros, but they're they're a team that was kind of thrown in there as an option. And, and the story never really went too far after that. But when you look back at at 2018 and 19, it's almost like Yelich knew what was coming, and now when he's up there, it looks like he's guessing. And because he was never a guy, big strikeout guy, even though when he was with the Marlins and when he first came to the Brewers, there was um, he was a good hitter and a high average hitter, and he, he had a bare amount of home runs, but never nothing like we saw towards the end of 2018 and 19. To me, it's almost like he knew what was coming, and now he's kind of. Uh, you know, almost like playing the mental game of still trying to hit the home runs, and that's why he's whiffing so much. That's the only thing I can think of. And you know, if, if steroids or right. PEDs aren't, aren't involved, I, I really can't explain it because he's not at an age where the, the drop off should be that dramatic. Right. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call. When you look, go back to 2016 when he was in Miami. Uh, he had 659 plate appearances. And 138 strikeouts. The year after that, 695 plate appearances and 137 strikeouts. So almost 40 more plate appearances and one less strikeout. Uh, 2018, he goes over to uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, in 2017, he batted 282, had uh, 18 dingers, then comes to the Brewers. And in the first two years with the Brewers, he hit 80 home runs, 36 and 44, okay? 651 plate appearances, 135 strikeouts. The next year, 2019. Now, remember, that year, the, the, the 2018 season, he won the MVP, okay? The next year, he came in second in the MVP voting, hit 329, three points better than he hit the, the year prior, he ended up hitting 44 home runs, 118 strikeouts in 580 plate appearances. Had a, it was a couple of weeks lost because of injury or sitting. 2021, 2020 was they were in the in the bubble and it it sucked. 2021, he had uh, 399 at bats, 475 plate appearances. And struck out 113 times. Last year, 671 plate appearances. So, what is it? Uh, he had 695 plate appearances and 575 78 at bats in 2016. 575 at bats, technical at bats, in 2022, and 162 strikeouts. 30 more strikeouts. 
30 more strikeouts than the highest amount of strikeouts he's ever had was last year. And then in, in this year, in 70 at-bats, he's got 26 strikeouts. He's on pace to hit almost 190, uh, 189 strikeouts, which this year would be the most strikeouts ever in his career. So after going, what was it, uh, 256, 53, 253 strikeouts in two years in which he was up for the MVP or won the MVP, he's, he's at 190 right now in these two years. And we're not even a quarter of the way through the season yet. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Yeah, it, it's... Look, I, the Yelich fans will say it was the kneecap. He's just been off ever since. The skeptics will say, we've seen this before. A guy has it, and then he doesn't. And just like, you know, our caller, just like Louie, there is the the permeating stench of something was going on. I I, I don't know. There's no proof. Uh, who who was it, Ben? Who was it from the Boston Red Sox that said, um, kind of threw shade at the Brewers that there were Brewers that benefited? That was last year. I don't remember. I think it was last year coming into the season. Oh God. Um, I think he was a pitcher for the White Sox, as a matter of fact. And then he, Chris Sale? Maybe it was Chris Sale? I can't remember. But one of the, uh, one of the, uh, one of the pitchers for Boston who said that, yeah, they knew what teams were and what teams weren't benefiting from certain things when they talked about overall cheating in baseball. And, they, he even pointed the finger and said, yeah, and the Brewers were one of them. There was, you know, there was Milwaukee or something like that. Milwaukee was one of them. I remember the article came out just before baseball season got underway, and we talked about it and said, well, there's no proof. And we want to defend our team and say, ah, show me the proof. No proof. But there was a, there was a lot of shade thrown. So I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm not going to lie. The, you know, the uh, – Wolfman says the same thing. He says, "Ugh, circumstantial evidence, yes, but the drop-off doesn't lie. It all coincides with all of that. Uh, Matthew says, so the Brewers are basically keeping Yelich around because of the money that he makes, and the owner and the manager both like him. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, oh, you can't cut him. I mean, you're going to pay him regardless. You might as well try to get something out of him, you know? Because baseball, that's guaranteed cash. You got them regardless. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. And it doesn't matter what you have, whether it's a boat cover, maybe an awning, a sail awning outside over your deck. You got gym equipment, office furniture, something at home. You want it recovered, reupholstered, cut, done, whatever it happens to be. Go to my buddy Dwayne. Dwayne's Cover It All. D-U-A-N-E-S. Dwayne's CoverItAll.com. The best. Wisconsin's best. Boat covers, upholstery, 
awning, maybe out in front of your business, whatever it is, he can get it done. Call him, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119, located right here in Wausau, Wisconsin. That's my buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's, cover it all, dot com. Give Dwayne a call. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. They've got uh, the chicken is just awesome. I uh, just love their uh, their fried chicken, which is damn near better than uh, most places, most fast food restaurants you're going to get. Uh, and that's on special. They have it hand breaded right there uh, every Wednesday. They have specials going on. The iGogs Sea Dew Spark Personal Watercraft Sweepstakes is going on. You can win a pair of 2023 Sea Dew Spark Personal Watercrafts uh, from our friends at Quick Trip. Purchase any iGogs eyewear. Including the neons, and use your quick rewards card, and you're good to go. The package prize, the prize package includes two, not one, but two Sea Dew Spark personal watercrafts. So you and a friend, or a significant other, or the kids can take off on the personal watercrafts. Visit your Quick Rewards app for all the details, and you can download it on your phone. Quick K W I K, by the way. And the contest ends on May 31st, so you got some time. But check it out. Check it out. Uh, our friends from Quick Trip, they uh, they have that going on. So a lot of good stuff happening. I love Quick Trip. You don't realize how much you miss it till you're out of the state of Wisconsin, sitting here in Indianapolis, and uh, uh, you know you you normally in the morning you get up, you run to Quick Trip, and you get the little things, whether you need eggs in the morning or butter or bread or whatever it happens to be, you know, like I do, and uh, or I'll just run in and grab you know a big tea or something to that effect. And just when you're not there, you're kind of like just meandering around like like you're lost in the wilderness, you know. Like, where do I go now, you know, because you don't have Quick Trip. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Let's go up to uh, Tomahawk. Bob, welcome to the program, man. What's going on today? What's happening? Hey, Bill. Uh, I heard you guys talking about our good buddy Christian Melich. It's Melich, as you know, right? <laughs> there you go. If that's what you want to call him, so be it. Anyway, I'm just as frustrated you are and all the other fans as to what is happening, and there's no answer for it. But I'll tell you what, the Cubs are smarter than the Brewers because Cody Bellinger now is making a comeback. They're three ten, three homers, ten up. Smellage stinks, and he always will. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it, man. He drops off. 877-867-1670. Um, boy, uh, is there anybody? Let me ask you this. If you're a Yelich fan, you tell me what you think. Where are you on, on – and I, I'm not sitting here. This is not a 
you know, the Christian Yelich bash contest. But I'm, I'm, you know, but I'm telling you, when you make the majority, the lion's share of the money that's being poured into a baseball team, and your productivity uh, is minimal as opposed to what you did to get the money, people get pissed. But every now and then I'll get the Christian Yelich defender. And my question is, What are you defending at this point? Are you are you are it hope? I I'm right there with you on hope. I mean, I think it, we all as Brewers fans hope that Christian Yelich returns in some way, shape, or form. Because if he does, with the young bats that they have and the way they're hitting the ball now, and if Christian Yelich sees continues to see good pitches, or uh, you know has guys around him to help him. And he starts hitting the baseball, and like I said, gets the average 265. It started out last year, I think I said, give me 20 home runs, hit 285, drive in 75, and just be a contributor. I was going to be happy with that. And every year now, I find myself lowering the expectations because, as Bennett corrected me earlier when I said he's hitting 217, and Ben said, uh, correction, he's hitting 214. And the OPS continues to go down. I don't even think you can hope for 275 anymore, 285 anymore. I think now you're just hoping for like 250, 260. And that's terrible from where you were to where you are. He was on his way to a Hall of Fame career. And no more. No way. Uh, You're just hoping now he becomes serviceable. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670 if you want to chime in. But you just hope he becomes serviceable. Uh, Tidbit says, Yelich's wife, Brianna, was recently asked about husband's stats on a podcast. She said his numbers keep getting better every year. 500000 per week. Not sure what the media is talking about. I don't have any idea what the hell that means. <laughs> she keeps saying his numbers were getting better every week. Um, I don't know. I mean, then again, <laughs> let's see. I don't even know what the podcast was. I didn't hear it. I can't imagine that any wife, unless she's on her way out the door and ready to take partial ownership of the uh, dollars that are continuing to come in. I can't imagine any wife saying anything real negative. You know, um, I, (laughs) yeah, she's probably talking about the money. You know, yep, the numbers are getting better every week. 500,000 this week, 600,000 next week. Yeah, he'll make a lot of money. Um, (laughs) <laughs> just the wife's probably going to say, yeah, behind the scenes, she probably would say something to the effect of, you know, he's taking it really personal. All he wants to do is get better. He he did other things in the offseason to try to go away and get better, to try to get offensively better, to swing the bat better, none of which is trans, translated into better average, better hits, home runs, none of that, you know? Um. 
So I, uh, it is what it is. But you know, Merlin says nobody should be mad at Yelich for taking the salary. No, I don't. I'm not mad at him for taking the salary. What what people get mad at is, you get there, and finally, you know, again, this is where this is where as, as a as a small Martin. Let, let, let's do this. I'm late for a break. I'll take a break. I'll come back and I'll kind of explain what it is, okay? Because where people tend to get upset. Hang in there. Got a lot more to get to. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. You got Bingo back. You got the Dream Dance Steakhouse is back. 360 is back. The sports book is open. The the on the weekend, especially when the Brewers are playing at home, the hotel is thriving. So much good. So much fun. So much energy. So much action down at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Goes to go to Pays Big. P A Y S. Pays Big. Dot com for all the details. Paysbig.com. We'll be back coming up. More of the Bill Michael Show right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Spots remain. Don't forget the Barroqua Hills Golf Course hosting the first annual. I kind of get a little embarrassed when I say the Bill Michaels Open, but that's what they named it. Uh, the Bill Michaels Open coming up Saturday, May 6th. Only a couple of spots left if you are a single and you want to play. If you got a twosome, that's okay. They'll pair you up with two more, but uh, only a couple of foursomes uh, available. I thought there was uh, like only one left, but they told me last Friday there was I think three. I think now there's two. 608-637-7615. Time running out. 608-637-7615. Saturday, May 6th, we're playing golf in Viroqua, Wisconsin, at Viroqua Hills Golf Course, and it is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So going back to the Christian Yellish discussion and saying nobody should be mad, it's, it's not that people are mad, and that might not be a great term. Okay, but just speaking about Christian Yelich, because everybody goes through ups and downs in Major League Baseball. But speaking about Christian Yelich, I think what happens is, specifically for, for small market fans, not just Brewers fans, but for small market fans, you get somebody that just lights it up. And you're like, wow, this guy's amazing. Okay? We haven't seen the likes of this since Braun. And prior to Braun, we hadn't seen the likes of this since going back to Yountain Molitor, right? Where you just got this guy came up through your system he's your guy and he's lighting the world on fire okay and then you see the inevitable this guy's going to go to free agency he's going to get a ton of money the brewers being small market or whatever small market team you can't afford them and you're like boy this is going to suck and you're waiting for the pain right you're waiting for it because this is a guy that was your guy you rooted for you watched him grow now he's this superstar level of player and he's going to leave. You just get this sense of dread because it happens, okay? And then he signs for a little bit less money than what the open market might have given him, but he signs because he wants to stay with your franchise. And you're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is great. We got this level of player for less money than he would have got on the open market, and he's our guy. Yes! You know? And then it's like, what happened to him? We can't afford this. We didn't pay for this. You know? This is like having a Corvette pull up, you know, after winning two races out in front of your house, and you're like, I'll take it. And then you lift the hood, and you find out the engine's burned out. 
and it's not going to run as fast anymore. And you're like, I just paid all this premium money for this. It, it looks good, but it, it's, you know, that's it's not that you're you're just you just feel like something innately was wrong. It's like, why? Why is this happening? Because we want to root for this guy. That's it's not mad. It's just an anxiety led level of disappointment might be the best way to put it. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Coming up for you right after this.